0: Episode 3 of Out of Tune With me, Kid Brian This episode we got Brock Gardner Who's a good friend of mine uh, He has his own podcast Where he talks about things And he's very entertaining And I thought I'd have him on here To try out a new style for the podcast uh, Which is less focused about Interviewing the guests But more kind of just conversation um, So if you guys listen all the way through uh, Let me know um, Either DM or or comment about what you think of the new format for the podcast. But um, anyways, this this conversation that we have today is straight up like the best conversation I've ever had with pretty much anyone ever. Um, he's really down to earth dude, and we talk about some pretty pretty great things. Uh, we, we start off by the usual conversation on this podcast, which is just like TikTok influencers. Um, but then we, we get into more of like, the process of being creative and we talk a lot about you know his upbringing uh what other people think of his podcast and how it's perceived by the community and it's really interesting it's really interesting to learn about like what people who pursue something creative go through um as far as like social pressure goes um and i i hope you guys can relate to it to some extent um just a few few more things before we we get rolling here First being I still haven't figured out a lot of the technical stuff to make this work properly. I still sound like I'm a ASMR guru cuz like my gain is too high, but if I turn the gain down, my voice gets quieter. It's so hard. Like whenever I smack my lips, it sounds like I'm trying to turn you guys on or something, you know? Um so I, I don't know how to fix that problem, but you know, I'll figure it out, I hope. Probably not. No one else has that problem except for me, and I'm the one with the expensive mic, so, you know. <sighs> Whatever. Anyways, um, yeah, I got nothing else to say. We plug his socials at the end of the podcast, so go follow him um, at Brock Gardner. Go find his podcast. Go listen. Um, oh, oh, I know what I was going to talk about. Actually, never mind. You know what, I'm going to save it for the outro. Let's get right into episode three. Let's go. A
1: bit nervous, I'm going to be honest. Really? Why? I'm never nervous with my podcast because, like, if I F up, it's mine and it's like not messing anything else up. But if I F up your podcast, that's like, you know.
0: I don't know. It's yeah, so
1: it's it's chill. Your podcast
0: is definitely a lot smoother than mine so far, but
1: smoother. Dude, you're you kind of pissed me off. Can I be honest? I have a beef <laughs> with you. Can I actually be that? honest? Sure. So yeah. I listened to your first episode of your podcast, and it was so like good and you had a great ability to like interview people. It really made me upset that you were like a good producer, but also could just naturally talk to people <laughs> and have a good podcast. So I just wanted you to let me know that really made me upset with you. And I've had beef ever since. It's kind of funny actually because I don't think of myself to be a good
0: podcaster at all. In fact, like when I when I listen back to that first episode or even the first two episodes, I always feel like, oh, I'm not being funny enough. Oh, I'm not like portraying my real personality. I'm being fake and an interviewer. And like it's so funny because so many people like comment my stuff, but I just have a totally different perspective on it. It's kind of funny.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's with everything though, because I've always had that. You always perceive your art like your own, you're your own worst critic, you know? That's the yeah. age-old saying. Uh, you always perceive your whatever you're doing as worse than it actually is. And other people will be like, I really love this. And you'd be like, that was my – I thought I did yeah. terrible at that. But apparently,
0: perceived." Yeah, different. Sure. So yeah. actually, this episode, I'm going to try something a little bit different out. I'm, that's basically what these first episodes are kind of about. It's just like – Trying new stuff, trying to see what works to go forward with mm-hmm. on the pod. And so I'm trying to make this episode a little bit less interview-based and more mm-hmm. like just conversation. I just have like a list of yeah. topics I wanna just like gotcha. talk about yeah. just because like they're really interesting, they're fun. Um mm. my last episode I had Henry Thrill, who's a uh EDM producer, and I asked him um what he thought of the weekend halftime show. Mm -hmm. Um, He had a very interesting stance But I'm kind of
1: curious to hear what you have to say about it Did you watch the Super Bowl? About the weekend No, I did not watch the Super Bowl And I didn't watch the halftime show But on my podcast I said that I watched it and Morgan Wallen came out Which I thought was funny uh, Right after his controversy But I did not watch the real halftime show What happened? You know Morgan Wallen? No, I don't I I guess you're not I'm I'm in Yeehaw country Which there's just a bunch of cowboys over here They listen to country music Where are you? I'm in Utah, like Southern Utah. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, that's, that's most people's reaction when they hear that. It's, um, so there's lots of like country people. All they listen to is country music. Morgan Wallen is like the white girl's favorite country singer right now. And it's all over like Visco and everyone's stories. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he, like, right before the Super Bowl said the N word and got canceled.
0: Oh my God.
1: uh, and so I said, "Yeah." I was really surprised when Morgan Wallen came out on stage for the Super Time Half Bull Show. The Half Bull. Hey, Half <laughs> that
0: was show. good. I, I didn't yeah. even see him come out to be honest. I remember I just I was in my basement making making music, and then I heard, yeah. um, "I can't feel my face," and so I went running up and yeah. just saw him like in this big light up hallway, really close to the camera
1: looking
0: yeah. like like he's filming an instagram story or something i thought it was so funny <laughs>
1: yeah i um, did see some screen caps of it but i didn't watch it i haven't dude, seen the it. memes the memes were fantastic bro fantastic yeah
0: memes came out of that um so i kind of want to i want to talk about like podcast beef specifically okay. do you watch frenemies
1: yeah i've seen some of it i've never watched a full show yeah i've seen clips um, though
0: it's just like Trisha and Ethan from H3 and they just like, mm. they have this really out of tune dynamic where it's like, they just don't really bond don't with bond each time. other. And it just creates like the perfect amount of friction for a yeah. podcast. Um, Have you ever thought about doing like formats kind of like that, where it's like you bring someone on specifically to kind of like stir up trouble. Like, is that something you've thought about for the
1: future? Like, is that well, the direction you want to go or no? I definitely, I, th- I think that would be a funny concept. The problem with me is I just get along with everybody. So I can't really, there's nobody in the world probably that I could really beef with on a podcast, but that would definitely be a funny thing. Yeah. Probably. But, I think yeah. like
0: my, my biggest like concern with that is if I ever did something like that, I'd be so afraid to say something like so mean that I got canceled. Yeah.
1: And yeah. So- well, I, yeah, I've been struggling with some of that recently because I, I've always, I've grown up like I said, I grew up, I'm like in a Republican area. So like, it's very conservative Republican, not a lot of like democratic or liberal ideologies around here. And so I grew up saying lots of different stuff. I won't name what it was, but it's just like, I don't don't really have that filter, you know, that Mm -hmm. a lot of like the culture around uh, can can cancel you for. So I've, I don't yeah, man. know, but I don't, I think, Freedom of speech is a super important thing, and obviously you have to like deal with the consequences. But it's really you can't you can't like walk on eggshells trying to not get canceled. I feel like that's a culture that we've kind of made that's super toxic. Honestly, not saying you should Dude. go around saying the n word, obviously, but it's like you shouldn't be scared of what you're saying constantly. Yeah, and I feel like man. that's something I've I'm trying to focus on with my podcast. Is like just say whatever you want, you know, free reign.
0: Yeah, man. I feel like nowadays you just you can't you can't make a video you can't make a podcast you can't really do anything where you're you're speaking about something without kind of always having in the back of your mind that fear of what Mm -hmm. like what you accidentally might say or how people are going to perceive certain things and it's like i don't i don't know how to take that because it's kind of a good thing because like some of the stuff that like we're kind of stomping out is like obvious obviously like some racist things and like Mm just the way people interact with other people can be negative sometimes. And I think the cancel culture like thing is kind of stomping that out. But at the same time, like now everyone's afraid and I've heard like so many people talk about when they go out to LA, they're like, they have to have this total shift in ideology Mm. because everyone there follows the same beliefs. And it's like, you can't talk about this. In fact, actually, sadly, there was an artist name. I think it's pronounced IO, but he was an Mm. EDM artist and he committed suicide. And he had this oh, yeah. he had this online article, like a like a blog, mm-hmm. and it was literally just like about shit talking to the music industry, like how yeah, trash yeah. it was and how it wasn't anything yeah. he expected. And it was really sad for him because um, he had just worked so hard to get into it and then it just wasn't what he had expected it to be. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he put a ton of emphasis on was the fact that like he couldn't say what he wanted to actually say in fear mm-hmm. of getting cancelled. And it's just like yeah. For me, my I guess my philosophy is like I'd rather just go into it with just like universal perspective, anyways. Just because, you know, you kind of want to you want to widen your audience and accommodate everyone. So it's like mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to be wicked political and wicked like, you know, like yeah. left or right leaning, any particular direction. Yeah, just because sure. like I want to accommodate everyone and not kind of leave out. I don't want to make like my artist project a political thing when it's when it's music. Oh no, yeah. You know, yeah, that's
1: something that a lot of people fall into is like they'll start a podcast or something and then they'll just as you do that, you your audience gets small, your audience circle gets smaller. So if you start out, you have like a thousand people watching you and you statistically if you're like, oh, yeah, I'm a hard Republican. We're going to talk about Republican stuff that just cuts off like statistically half of your audience is like, no, Mm -hmm. I don't want to watch that. So I don't have a I don't have a political ideology at all. Like I think politics is a waste of time. I feel like people spend so much energy debating politics that, like, don't really matter. And it's kind of, it causes a lot of friction. Obviously, I think we should have, like, a government and stuff. I'm not saying anything too radical <laughs> no, here. No but, like, <laughs> but, like, yeah, I'm not an anarchist. But, you know what I mean? It's, like, people, yeah. I feel like politics is kind of something you fall into when you don't have, like, some crazy goals. Because if you if you're talking about politics and you're not focused on, like, a main goal. Like your brain should be other places. Oh besides my God. Exactly. Donald Trump yeah. and Biden. It should be other places. And most mm. people fall into this political thing. Um, but with freedom of speech, it's just like, I'm not, I don't know. I'm, I don't like the fear, you know? And it's weird. Cause we've seen all these artists that have, that have been canceled for a lot of these different things. And some of them, you know, maybe have been justified. Um, I think it's kind of interesting that OJ hasn't really been canceled yet, which we don't need to talk about that, but it's like, um people get canceled for like the dumbest stuff especially when it's like when you look at the time frame they actually did it in when it like wasn't really offensive when they did it and then all of a sudden we're looking at it from a 2021 perspective instead of a 19 whatever perspective Mm -hmm. so it's just stupid stuff like that it's like if people waited
0: it's like if people waited 20 years to cancel hitler it's like yeah i mean it's not right (laughs) And yeah, it's like it's you oftentimes yeah, that, you really have to evaluate point. like when something happened and is it really justified? Like people change as a person. So it's like to nail someone for something they did yeah. ago, I'm not I'm not using OJ as an example here, but like no, just no, in yeah. general, like <laughs> like people have found so many clips of like PewDiePie and David Dobrik saying yeah. or doing stupid stuff from when they were like really young. And it's like this is so many years later. How can you possibly like judge them for that? You know? And yeah. I feel like I feel like politics has just weaved its way into just everyone's mind and what, what you said was mm-hmm. right like i have a whole bunch of friends that are like music majors and it's like mm-hmm. you've got you, making the music industry is so hard like how do you have time to think about politics yeah exactly, like, exactly. you've got so much stuff to focus on right now and mm-hmm. it's just like i heard Noel miller you know who that is yeah 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 Love Noel. i heard Noel miller say like you need to get used to 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 people with a big platform talking about political stuff because it's important and needs to get talked about. But then it's like, it, how do you, how do you do that safely and not lose your audience? I feel like it's just, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a very fine line and you got to be really safe and it shouldn't be like
1: that, but it, it no, just is. Yeah. Well, and, and the other thing is who like, honestly, who cares? I don't want to sit here and listen to people talk about Trump and Biden all the time. I'm like focused on, like I wanna laugh or like learn something mm-hmm. valuable. I'm not really here trying to debate, especially like abortion. Like who if you're still debating abortion right now, who cares? <laughs> literally. Yeah. There's so many problems. <laughs> if you were sitting here debating about abortion or like something dumb like that, you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. get some goals and like go pursue them you know what i mean it's like i i got
0: so into it like the whole political thing i took this crazy yeah advanced political class in high school and Mm. it just got me super into politics and then you know the election came up and i was like posting stuff on my stories and talking with friends and just i was so Mm. into it and by the Mm. end of it i was like oh my god how do people major in this like i am already pooped bro like i uh i eventually was like i'm just gonna like I don't, I don't trust biden i don't trust trump i don't trust the no. government
1: but what i do no. trust is fl studios so that's what I'm exactly do. <laughs> hey that's my philosophy exactly dude i used to be like uh i used to be very right wing i'd say like three years ago very right wing like ben shapiro steven crowder i've watched those guys early. we're like that bro <laughs> yeah and then eventually like my i don't know what it was i just shifted to like center I guess like I don't care about either side I'm just trying to make fun stuff for people and yeah, a lot of the time the stuff on my podcast will be like something related to Trump or Biden but I'm not like trying to I'm not trying to like prove a point or anything I, most mm-hmm. of the time what I do on my podcast is I try to be funny unless yeah. it's because bottom line I'm, I try to make people laugh that's what I've always loved doing Yeah. Um, sure. and I've moved into more of this interview space because I feel like I don't know. It's it's just better for me right now, especially trying to build. I think interviews is a very smart way to go cuz yeah. You're moving other people's audience to your audience potentially. But yeah. bottom line I really like to make people laugh, so I'm not here trying to I I I always walk into a room and assume I'm the stupidest person in the room, which I think is Dude. something most people <laughs> need to figure yeah. out because most of the yeah. time you are. And you should not try and act like you know literally anything. I always assume other people are smarter than me, and that's mm. why, you know, that's just my personality. Yeah. I'm not here trying to make points because who cares? Yeah,
0: you know actually I mean? on, a, on another podcast, um, the person who was you know, on the other side of the mic was just like, you can't be too humble or else people don't take you seriously, but you can't yeah. be too arrogant or else like you're too arrogant and people don't like yeah. that. That's yeah. kind of the same thing as what we were just talking about where it's like you kind of constantly have to be checking yourself to make sure you're not mm. – too far one direction, you know.
1: And yeah, it can be hard. there's a very good in between there that you should you should hover. A lot of people mm-hmm. are on one end of the spectrum, trying to you know, trying mm-hmm. to prove their point, their political beliefs. It's just like, come on, like really. That's that's one thing I would like to to push. One message is just like stop. Mm-hmm. Because again, and also it's just, it just divides the country so much. And Dude, Exactly,
0: man. People yeah. people
1: complain about the polarization, but it's like, look mm-hmm. at what you're doing.
0: You know, like look you at yourself are contributing power. to you're, it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Actually, yeah. speaking of, um, oh, I just pressed space bar. I thought I might've paused it on accident. That freaked <laughs> me out. But, um, speaking of people getting canceled, have you, have you seen, this is what I was trying to get to earlier, but
1: have you seen mm-hmm. the, uh, the frenemies beef with David Dobrik? i've seen some of the stuff where they say like sexually assaulted people but like that's i just don't look into that kind of stuff usually yeah what is what's it, the deal with that it's,
0: so basically what's happening is like a me, well ethan in general is very like look at this person look at why they're huge but like does nobody ignore what this like what happened here and he kind of points mm-hmm. to a lot of stuff that like most people miss and one thing he like pointed to is just David Dobrik doing this prank where essentially it was one person sexually assaulting another person, and mm-hmm. he just thought it was the funniest thing. And eventually, like he started getting heat for it, and so he just like deleted all the videos off the internet that had to do with it. And it's oh, like yeah. even when someone would post a, like a a clip of it on a separate channel, like YouTube would take it down. And it's just really, really? sketchy about why that's happening. Oh, it's like yeah. YouTube is trying to protect David Dobrik's like mm-hmm. image, and it's almost like he's in this situation where he's getting canceled for something he did a while ago, which I guess I don't really know how long ago it was, but now he's trying to like, you know, protect himself from it. But at the same time, he's digging himself into a deeper hole by not just addressing it. Yeah. Apologizing. And I feel like that's going to happen a lot more with people just like Mm. digging themselves into a hole by not just being honest and upfront about it.
1: But at the same time,
0: like a lot of, a lot of creators, like when they do, try to express remorse and apologize for something they've done. They get so much heat regardless. Just people mocking yeah, them. Yeah. Especially
1: yeah. I TikTok, mean, bro. yeah, that's another thing with the cancel culture is that, like, it doesn't leave much room for people to grow and change as a person. And I think that's really, cause everybody, everybody messes up no matter who you are. And the, mm-hmm. the only difference is the, the platform that you have when you mess up. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, when people – yeah, that's weird. That's really sketchy. The social media companies uh, doing that kind of stuff, not good. Not good for the country, you know?
0: Yeah, I agree, man. Um, Actually, two people that I have quite a bit of admiration for who kind of bounced back from their heat is uh, Logan and Jake Paul. They've really yeah. gone full circle, bro. Well, not <laughs> actually. That's the wrong term, but like – they have matured a lot especially like with logan in this podcast and jake with his boxing Mm -hmm. it's like you can tell they both mature and they've moved on to like better things aside from just like preying on children and it's kind of cool to see that you know
1: yeah i feel like i feel like they're they're a lot more accepted in the youtube community nowadays than you know 2017.
0: yeah it's kind of funny it's like i go on TikTok and i start seeing clips of them and i'm like whoa like are they relevant again is this like a thing yeah i guess they kind of are it's um, nice
1: to see that character progression. Yeah, for sure, man.
0: Um, mm-hmm. But I kind of want to talk about TikTok influencers while we're on the topic of like influencers in general. All I right. thought it was kind of a funny concept of like, if you look at Dixie D'Amelio or like, Bryce Hall or any of them, their fan mm-hmm. base is how old, do you think? Probably 12 to 14. 12 to 14, okay? And like, yeah. do you think the kids who are 12 to 14 now – are going to be as into them as they? No, no, no. Let me rephrase. Do you think those 12 to 14-year-olds, when they're 18, will be just as into those influencers as they were when they were younger?
1: You no, I age don't. Out? I, I guarantee you they'll age out because everyone ages out of everything. Like the stuff I like right now, I won't like in two years.
0: Yeah, but it's like, do you think the new 12 to 14-year-olds will find Dixie oh, Emilio and all of the the new generation? Killing?
1: There's always going to be something new, I feel like. There's always cuz how many years like let's say 4 years ago there wasn't even TikTok. TikTok didn't exist. And now it's the biggest app ever and that's like something very important when you're like trying to be creative is like you have to look at like the next thing that's going to pop off. But that's kind of difficult because the next thing that's going to pop off might not even exist. Like podcast yeah. I've I've been trying to figure out like I love podcasting. and I love talking to people and doing what I'm doing right now. But like, what's going to be the next thing? Like, how am I going to, how can I shift this show that I have right now into a new medium? It's kind of a weird thing to think about, but I think it's something really important for upcoming creators. Like how are people going to listen? Like for your music, it's like uh, 20 years ago, people were listening to CDs. Now it's all on Spotify. What's the next thing going to be? TikTok oh, yeah, is actually man. a really important thing for music now too, uh, for the yeah. music industry, which is interesting. It's like, what's the next thing that's gonna that's gonna push my career? And you can you kind of have to have that that uh vision yeah. and sight and see that, which is weird. I'm
0: not gonna lie, I kind of feel bad for like all those influencers because you can tell they're trying to do exactly what you're talking about. They're trying to like move on from TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I think 90% of that is music for a lot of them. Mm-hmm and it kind of it's just sad to be honest because a lot of them don't really have that initial musical talent to be able to no, make music yeah. and so it's really sad yeah. to see them pay for really high quality production but then just like not have like no one's first song is good and it sucks no, yeah. when you have a huge platform and then you release a song you think is good cuz it's just not and mm-hmm. you can tell that they're trying like everything they can to move on from TikTok And it's just not working and they're taking so much heat. And I almost, I almost feel so bad for like Dixie Mm -hmm. and them because they, I mean, Dixie didn't even ask for the fame. Charlie got famous and then she kind of just was right behind her, just like Mm. on accident. And so I kind of just feel bad seeing them like, really struggle and take so much heat really just like they're I mean they're trying their best it's just not
1: working (laughs) yeah I mean obviously like you know the Dixie D'Amelio songs aren't the best um I was actually right before I got on this uh call I was watching this video by these YouTubers uh Speedy and the G who were uh YouTubers from Utah they're coming on my podcast let me plug that real quick like next week um they're super funny and they were like (laughs) they were at Bryce Hall's house somehow and they like asked him to rap and he started like freestyling. It was the worst freestyle I've ever heard. So like those get they're not musically talented, but who was which one of them has I know Josh Richards has like that podcast with Portnoy, the BFFs yeah, podcast. I listened to that a little bit. I like yeah. him. Yeah. He seems oh, like a smart sure. kid. He does, um, he does. Yeah. And it seems like he's doing a lot of stuff like entrepreneur like uh starting companies and like investing. But there's one other that's like I don't know if it's Bryce Hall or like Blake not Blake Griffin. He's a basketball player. Who's the other guy? Griffin Johnson? I, I have no idea, man. I don't know any of the TikTok kids really, but one of them has like a podcast where they talk to freaking CEOs. It's like it's like it's like Bryce Hall and like Mark Cuban having a discussion, which I just think is I just think that's a hilarious concept. It's like one of the most successful really people. Yeah. It's like Bryce. It's like Dixie D'Amelio talking to Elon Musk. It's like that sort of dynamic is so funny. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like you can tell Mark knows. You, could, I mean, I haven't watched it, but you can probably imagine Mark is, like, yeah, just trying to give him a chance, like,
1: yeah, he doesn't actually. And that was want the first episode too. Like, Mark Cuban yeah. was the first episode, which That's I just amazing. think, I just think, is hilarious. But Dude, yeah, they're I'm trying sure. to like expand into different. A lot of them understand that TikTok isn't always going to be the thing, mm-hmm. um, but what do you move to? Like YouTube, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I'd move to YouTube at this point to be honest. Um, I, really I mean that's know. what
0: Vine creators did. So I think that's their initial reaction. It's like when yeah. Vine died, all the viners went to YouTube. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the default at this point. It's kind of like a given. Yeah. Like if you blow up on a platform that isn't YouTube, yeah, for YouTube sure. has to be your next move. That's kind of the yeah. thing. Also like have you you watch Gary V, right?
1: I've I've seen some Gary V stuff, yeah. Gary
0: V has just like over the past few months just like Screamed at those influencers to like stop doing TikTok and start doing other things. And I think a lot really? of their motive to try out different stuff is literally just Gary V saying TikTok is not sustainable. Yeah, move on, make a podcast, do this, sell something. And it's kind of just funny to see that dynamic, you know.
1: Well, um, honestly, it's like what? I mean, they got famous from dancing and having abs. So like, what? <sighs> what are they gonna podcast about? Like, I, I, I believe that exactly, I'm funny. Yeah. I like develop my talent cause I was fat and like not very attractive. So I like had to do other stuff, but like these people, they, they're just ripped and like beautiful. And so they just shake their bodies and then they haven't really <laughs> developed like other, you, like that sounds mean. And like, no, no, you're you know, right. Heady, but that's it's like I'm, I feel like that's the case.
0: That's what, the, that's what I'm saying. It's like, they don't really have like any other outlets and they're just trying really hard to create them. Um, yeah, we. I have a whole bunch of topics on here, and we're almost halfway through. So we gotta we gotta start hitting the gas here. Um, all right, go for it, it. Okay, this is kind of on the same topic, but if you were offered the exact same life as Bryce Hall, where basically you sacrifice your personality but get crazy fame, would you do it? Would you take that offer?
1: My initial reaction is yes, but my secondary reaction is probably not because I I I want to do something with what i'm creating I uh, i i like i don't want to bag on these tiktokers because obviously they're like they're making them mo- they have such a better life than i have or probably will ever have mm-hmm. and so i respect them so much um so i'm not going to sit here and bag on them but i really want to like i want to do stuff with what i'm trying to create i want to i want to inspire people and give people knowledge like i think a really good example is i've been listening to a lot of this guy tim Ferriss, who's like a He has a podcast and he's written some books and stuff, but he has, he has people on like CEOs and I just feel like, uh, they're, they're just very informative podcasts while also being pretty entertaining. Mm -hmm. And so right now, like I'm trying to do some of that where it's like, I, I have this podcast that's kind of entertaining, but also you learn from it. Um, but I just want to push like a bunch of messages out, like to the, to the youth, I guess. Does that make any sense? No, I know. I get what you're saying for sure.
0: Yeah. It's funny actually because like my initial reaction to that question is like, no, like I want to do something around my passion. Like I don't, I don't, I don't want that kind of life. It's like really hard and it's like looked down upon. But at the same time, like if it was right in front of me, if I was like inches Mm -hmm. away from having that life, Mm -hmm. then it's like, would I take the bait or would I not? I don't know. It's kind of funny too.
1: Especially right now where like I haven't like right now I'm in the weird space where it's like, I really, I really truly think that I can make this work and make this happen. But obviously, it hasn't like my podcast and everything, and so I think I don't know. It would be a hard decision for sure if they were like, "Here's here's a lot of money and a lot of fame, and like yeah. you can live in this nice house with all your friends." Yeah, man. Uh I mean, I might take it at this point, but we'll see if this works yeah. out. Maybe ask me in ten years. It's
0: like if your podcast started like seriously popping off, and then they were like, "Come live in the house with us." It's like, yeah, should I'd be I like, stick uh, to this or should I go with yeah, them? Yeah, I, ca- I kind of got my own
1: thing going. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Man.
0: It's, it's yeah. kind of like signing labels with uh, with music. It's like you have mm-hmm. this vision for yourself, but then this big label steps in your way and is like, come with us. But it's like, you That's, know labels are bad, but at the yeah. same time, they're going to bring you straight to the top. So it's like, do I spend a lot more time building yeah. my audience but have a better reward or take the instant like grab to get to the top? It's a funny thing. In fact, it actually kind of mm-hmm. relates to what we were talking about earlier with like staying true to yourself with your branding and stuff and like not yeah. – you know, being able to say something that's you and not, you know, take criticism for it. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's just not in the nature of a TikTok or like internet Mm -hmm. influencer like that, you know, like you have to, you have to build a brand that everyone likes, but it like, oftentimes I think they kind of sacrifice themselves, like their true selves. In fact, Justin Jarzombek, which he was on your podcast, right? Yeah, it was. He, he talks a lot about how, like, they've DM'd him, and they've had, like, conversations. And at the end of it, he's like, wow, like, these are actual people. Like, mm-hmm. there's there's so much more to these people behind their videos, and they're not really what they portray. Yeah. And that's kind of sad, because it's, like, my worst fear is, like, at the end of my music career, I look back, and I realize, like, I sacrificed my own personality just to, like, build a a, a consumable brand, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel yeah. like that happened so fast with, with uh, TikTok stars. Excuse me. You're good. <clears throat> But um yeah so I guess in your experience have you like have you been concerned about sacrificing yourself just to like be consumable? Uh
1: no because that's that's kind of what I, my goal is another goal. I have lots of goals. Let's just cuz I always say that this is my goal, but one of my goals is to even when this works out and I'm having like sponsors, I don't want I don't want the sponsors to hold me hostage if mm. if that makes yeah. sense. No you're saying cuz there, there's plenty of podcasters that, you know, they can't say certain stuff because their sponsors will pull. And I don't want that to be my life because there's also podcasters like um, Tim Dillon. I don't know if you know Tim Dillon. He's my favorite podcaster, has been mm-hmm. for a year and a half. Um, he says terrible, just like the worst, like stuff you don't think he He should be canceled right now, <laughs> all in, all in the name of comedy. And he still has like, like he has these sponsors that allow him to do it. And yeah. so that's kind of what I really, like, obviously I'm not focused on that. Like right now I I think about it, but that's not my main focus. Cause I don't have anything that people can sponsor right now. Mm-hmm. But, um, so I'm focused on that, but yeah, I do. When that happens, I want to be able to control my podcast and not really, I don't want to sell out. And everybody says that until it's Dude. right there, but I really yeah. don't.
0: Yeah man actually mm-hmm. Justin is a fascinating person to talk to and he talks yeah. about like the same thing where like he'll Nickelodeon will come to him and be like yo like you want to get on the show like do you want to sign a contract and yeah. he has to then look at like he he can't say things he can't mm-hmm. be who he is because like you can't swear when you're on Nickelodeon you mm-hmm. can't be sexy on Instagram you know you have to follow yeah. this protocol that Nickelodeon yeah. approves like a- approves and I remember he was telling me like he when he was working out a contract with Nickelodeon, he had to, had to delete a whole bunch of stuff on his Instagram, like mm-hmm. hide a bunch of stuff on the internet so that mm-hmm. they don't like, you know, decide not to give him the contract. And I realized yeah. like, I listened to him say that and I realized like those contracts, like seriously hold that kid to hostage. Yeah, I think my <laughs> advice to him was like, just like stick to what is you. Cause like, you don't want to sacrifice mm-hmm. yourself for something that's just
1: going to either pay you a lot or give you a lot of fame. You know, you got to stay true to yourself. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. So I don't know if Justin listens to your podcast. Justin, if you're listening to this, I love Justin Jarzombek like so much, and I really like want to continue working with him and everything. Mm -hmm. I think he's super talented. So I had him on my podcast, and then – I don't know if this is confident. I'm going to say it anyways. Um, I had him on my podcast, and after – it was like right as it released, he texted me, and he was like, hey, I'm doing like a deal – or Nickelodeon is looking at signing into another show. This is the same thing. It was around that time.
0: Yeah, so thing. he was
1: like, he was like, Nickelodeon is looking to, to have me on the show and they want to make sure that nothing I said on this podcast, um, was like, like mean to Nickelodeon. So I guess it was before I posted it actually a couple days before. And so honestly, this, this was my opinion. Like I was, I was actually like a little bit sad because yeah, I think, man. I think what he's doing with his podcast and his TikTok. And his stand-up and his YouTube is way better than anything yeah. he could have done with Nickelodeon. And I was really like, I was like praying. I was like, Justin, don't do this deal. That's like, exactly this is not what the I life. was thinking. And I love, I love him, and I'm going to, I'm going to respect any decision he makes. But really deep down, I was like, you can't do this because this, I, do, I don't want this to be your life. You know what I'm saying? I know, I- man.
0: I remember it was a two-year contract too. I just remember like he told mm. me that exact same story. I was like, man, like all this TikTok progress, like all of your yeah. YouTube goals, like trying to yeah. be the next big stand-up comedian, like that's gone, bro, like yeah. for, for Nick, And then like you know how Nickelodeon works where if you go on Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. you're a meme for life, bro. Like, yeah, for sure. Everybody just knows who's the Nickelodeon kid. And yeah. he talked to me about this and he was like, I don't want to be that kid.
1: And I was like, yeah, man, like you got to do what's you bro. And not what's going yeah. to be the bag. <laughs> and that's know? what he said on my podcast too. He was like, I did, I didn't want to be this Nickelodeon kid. I wanted to be taken seriously in stand up. And then that deal came across and I was like, you can't, I didn't say that to him. Obviously I barely knew him. I still were like, yeah. Acquaintances but I was like. Dude, you can't do it. You can't. Yeah, I know. You can't man. take
0: that. I know. So I should yeah. have asked you this in the beginning. um, Which, yeah, now that I read this, I really should have. But like, we talked. I think a few months ago. Now that podcast was right. Yeah. So yeah, like, it was- what has happened since in your life? Like, has any like any big things with the podcast or like any big guests? What have What have mm-hmm. been some some highlights between this time?
1: Here's the thing. It's like. I started this podcast, so let me tell a little story. This this is nothing to do with your question, really. It's just going to work its way there. Um, I started the podcast about uh, last November, I think, November 2019. And uh, I did it with my friend, and we were kind of off and on with it. He wasn't really as serious as I was with it, which is the case with a lot of like creators. When they start with somebody else, I've realized, after talking to a bunch of them, they start with people, and they're kind of doing it but the the other people don't seem to be really as into it they're not taking it as seriously and that's kind of the case with this so we would do it and we took like i don't know dude we we had a lot of spaces that's why i'm only at episode 50 something is we like took a lot of breaks for no reason we're just lazy weren't really with it and then um yeah i'm gonna tell this story right here um so like uh september ish of 2020 there was like some stuff that went down in my town. And I said, I said, um, I said a word on my podcast. They didn't like, and so a lot of people got ticked and they attacked his family and like bullied his family into making him pull out of the podcast, which really pissed me off. So we were like, his dad like has a studio and stuff. And so we were using his studio. And so I lost like all that stuff. And I had to get all this and build this kind of by myself. But um, yeah, so when that happened, I was starting to do it with my friends just like people I knew around my town and they were getting lots of views cause it was like local people were watching it. Mm-hmm. But then I realized like, I don't really want that to be my, cause there's no room for growth there really. Yeah, Just man. having local people watch it. Like it's fun to get like 600, couple hundred views on a podcast. Like that's pretty good for me right now is a couple mm-hmm. hundred views. And um, I was like, that's fun, but I want to expand. So I started reaching out to a bunch of people like you and like Justin and those episodes haven't been doing that well. So I feel like I've been having like a lot of good guests on, but they just haven't been doing that well. Next, mm-hmm. the next two podcasts I'm super excited for. Um next Monday I'm talking to uh Anthony Kozlowski. I don't know if you know him. He's on TikTok. He's super I've funny. probably seen him. I've probably seen him before. He kind of just like he's he's really ADHD and he kind of just rants at the camera. I'm I guarantee you've seen him before. He's he's a super funny kid. Um I'm having him on, and then like I said, uh these guys named Speedy and the G on the next week, which mm-hmm. they ha- they have this YouTube channel. They they are banned from Post Malone's house. They uh snuck into the Vivant Smart Home Arena, which is where the Utah Jazz play. Oh my just, God. Like, like I just I'm trying to find all these funny people. So, like, if you guys are listening to this, reach out to me on Instagram at Kendall Brock because I'm, like, trying to find fun guests. But, yeah, I feel like those are probably the biggest guests I've had on. So that's a very long-form answer that didn't really have any substance to your question. But
0: No, no, that was was a great story. Um, I feel like right now, for me, this podcast has been, like, I I don't expect it to do well right now. That's the thing. Mm -hmm. I just know that, like... Someday when I start popping off, um, I'll have a big podcast already built, you know?
1: Mm, it's like yeah.
0: in two years, if my music starts going crazy, I'll, I'll already have like a bingeable amount of podcasts out yeah. for people to like consume. And by the time my music is doing well, I'll be way better at podcasting, so it'll be way more engaging, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like right now I'm more, more or less just making these episodes for my future self, you know? Yeah, so I yeah, I don't. I know sure. they're not going to do good right now. I have like a thousand followers on Instagram, you know. So it's like, yeah, it's just about building for the future. And um, but yeah, I really think your move to go online with it and reach out to just people who are outside of your town is definitely the move. It provides a lot more longevity too, you know. So um, mm-hmm. but I'm yeah, thinking, um, have you ever thought about like, as far as like marketing and expanding your podcast? Have you ever thought about like doing giveaways?
1: Yeah, the problem is I'm really poor. And yep. I have nothing to <laughs> give away. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah, but I I've done stuff like that in the past because I used to like uh try and make lots of clothes. Like I used to be a YouTuber, like full out making YouTube videos, like Cody Co. Um, so I had like merch, I guess you could say, and I did a lot of giveaways for that. And I think it's good, but it's just like I don't I don't have anything to give away. I think it's smart yeah. though.
0: Yeah, I, I wish I did. I have I have great experience with giveaways, man. Let me tell you. Um, Do you? I feel like it's funny because like right now, you know, when I when I have like a large portion of money come in from music, it's like, do I spend it on giveaways which could either flop or help me out a lot, or do I Mm -hmm. buy something that is gonna help me now? I guess like I have like expenditures for music, right? Um, but it's just about Mm -hmm. allocating like the right amount of money to it. But my fun my fun giveaway story actually happened. Oh, my gosh, probably about a year ago, a little over a year ago, a little under a year ago, actually, Um, where I was at this point where it was honestly probably one of the most beneficial, best learning phases of my life. It was basically where I had been making music for a while. Um, I thought my beats were pretty good. They weren't, if I'm being honest, they're a lot better now. (laughs) But back then I was like, all right, it's time that I try to sell beats. Because so I was in this mindset of like, I can't go to college. Like, I don't want to go. I have to get yeah. rich before I go to college. So I don't have to go. Mm, and so I was like, fun. I'm going to, I know. Right. If you <laughs> listen, if you're trying to make money just to like make money fast, it never works. I'm telling you it right doesn't now. Happen, um, and so I was like, all right, I'm going to start selling beats and I have months ahead of me till college. And by the time college comes around, I'm going to be the next Bezos, Bezos of beat making. And yeah. so, um. I had this whole online store going on this website called beat stars. I had made like a whole bunch of beats. I, I made this pack called the quarantine beat kit or something like that. And I like uploaded it and whatever, like everything, everything on paper was good. It's just like my visuals, my ads, they just weren't like, I mean, it was my first time doing it, you know, and I guess looking Mm -hmm. back, it was just one of the most beneficial times of my life because I was taking so much heat from my friends, bro. Like yeah. I had this video ad that like looking back was so cringe, bro. So mm. bad. And all my friends like gave me so much heat for it. But bro, like that's what built up my tolerance to hate is like those yeah. times. And it's like, they sucked, yeah. bro. Like I'll go to bed at night just so depressed, like, oh my God, like this isn't gonna work. I'm gonna have to yeah. I'm gonna have to go to college, like this, this, this. All my friends are giving me heat for it. And I knew every time I went to go see my friends in person, they were gonna bring it up and I just hated that so much. Mm. They were like it was it was such a terrible situation, but I remember like I was just trying everything, and I learned so much from it. And one of the things I tried was a giveaway, where I was like, "I'm gonna I'm gonna get a pretty expensive mic, and I'm gonna do an Instagram mm-hmm. giveaway where it's like tag your rapper friends in the comments." Yeah, um, and that was hopefully a way I could grow my page, um, mm-hmm. which works if anyone has ever tried a giveaway, they work, um, but only if you already have like a foundation. For people yeah. to consume, you know, at the time, my Instagram had no content on it. And it was literally just like mm. pictures of like me at the beach. And so when I yeah. suddenly posted this giveaway thing and people like saw it and mm. went to my page, it didn't, it didn't look like a microphone giveaway. It didn't look like a music producer, giveaway yeah, it was it looked like some random kid, like, yeah. and there was a lot about it. I didn't know about, but I feel like part of me is scared to try it again, but part of me is like, it would work so much better. Cause now I have content for p- people to consume that does well. And I already have like a brand and music and stuff to work with. And so mm-hmm. it's like doing a giveaway has been so scary to think about, but I mean, it works for some people, but yeah, that's, that's my rant about beat making. I hope my friends will yeah. to that. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then the, the,
1: sorry, go go ahead. Ahead, sorry. No, 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 you go ahead. Um, I, I didn't really have much that. I just, I just think I'm, I, I, don't, there's some stuff where I just don't know why I don't do it. Like giveaway is such a good idea. And it, it, like you said, it always works, um, but I just don't. I just don't do it. And it's not like a lazy thing because I work hard on this podcast, but there's just some stuff that I just never do. I just never yeah. get around to doing it. I don't know. I yeah.
0: don't know. It's definitely hard. Um mm. Kind of on the same topic, what do your friends and family kind of think about the podcast? Like, are they pro-podcast? Are they against the podcast? What's their stance on it? Specifically um, talking about parents.
1: My parents have... Uh, They've always been like very supportive. Actually, the only reason that I'm still kind of doing this is because I don't remember how long ago it was. It's like a weird me- – you know those weird memories you have that you don't know when it happened or the context? It's yeah. one of those. And so I remember I was just like in my living room and I was just like doing YouTube. And I don't, I don't know if I had started the podcast yet, but I was doing YouTube for sure. And I was like – feeling really down about it and i was like this is never gonna work this is never gonna happen and i was just kind of like you know whining to my family and then my dad i was like i'm just done with it like there's no point i'm gonna just do the conventional life i'm gonna go to school get a job (laughs) Oh. <laughs> and yeah it was like that I just had like this weird like mental pity party breakdown and I, and I love how we all leave. hit that at the wise old yeah. age of 17 years old we're like <laughs> I was my like, life is ruined <laughs> dude I was I'm 17 right now dude so I was like 14 or 15 years oh. old when I said that <laughs> I'm dead serious but like I don't know dude I sometimes I don't understand my age like I'm 17 years old I have like 10 years at least before I need to start like like figuring stuff out yeah, but yeah. So so I said that, and I was having this breakdown, this pity party. I was like, "I'm never gonna make it in in podcasting. I'm never gonna make it in YouTube. <laughs> I'm just gonna years old, <laughs> yeah." I was like, "I'm just gonna get a job." And my dad looked at me and he's like, "I thought you were gonna be different." And that I I I don't know, cause like I never really expected that, cause nobody nobody around here like my family's just super conventional. Like nobody around my area ever does stuff like this, and so. Yeah, I never really expected anyone to say that to me. My dad was like, I thought you were going to be different. And I was like, You're right. I am. Like, I was like, If my dad thinks that, because if you've ever met my dad, he's just like the, I don't know, he's the best person ever, but he, you wouldn't expect him to be like super supportive of something like this, but he is my biggest, my mom and my dad are my biggest supporters, I would say. They listen to every yeah. single episode, every single podcast, always give me feedback. But like you would never look at him and be like, he's the guy type of guy to support his son in in this weird career. So when he said that, I like shook me and I was like, if he if he thinks I can do this, then I I'm gonna do it. And that's always stuck with me.
0: That's crazy motivation, bro. Like I swear, yeah. the hardest thing is when your parents don't approve what you're doing. You know, because like yeah. your whole life you look up to them and like they're always there and they're always supporting you. And then it's like you pitch something to them. And if they like bag on it, it's like, oh man, like mm-hmm. if my parents don't approve of this, like it's never gonna work, you know. And so, I guess I'm very fortunate to have parents that really kind of yeah. see the bright side of what I'm doing. It's hard for them for sure. Like there are times where they're really skeptical um, and very conservative about it, but. I, I think they're coming around. They're realizing like the power of the internet and they're realizing like mm-hmm. my mom's uh brother dropped out of college to to uh build a business and now he's like a bajillionaire. So like yeah. she gets it. It's just like my dad's very conservative about the whole thing, but mm-hmm. um but yeah, it's like it's one of those things where it's like if my parents weren't on my side, I this would never happen. Like, yeah, I have so, like you have to have an unbelievable amount of self confidence, like un- unfathomable amounts yeah. of self confidence. And it's like I feel like if your parents don't support you, it's like it doesn't even matter at that point how much you yeah. have, like
1: because you rely on them so heavily, you know. So yeah, Oh, yeah, um, man. <laughs> actually, a funny story. Now that we're thinking, I've never really had anybody. There's been a few instances, but for the most part, most of the people in my life are super supportive. Like, my friends always watch my podcast, always are saying, hey, I like the podcast. One of my friends yesterday kind of pissed me off. Uh, he was like – I was, like, talking to him. I was like, I don't know if I want to go to college. And he was like, you should have a backup plan. And I was like, oh I don't – I don't think I need to. And he's like, I think you should have a backup. Plan. And I think he was just trying to get at me because he's he's funny like that. But uh, – when I was in sixth grade, dude, this is a real story and I'm not going to use any names. I don't think anybody from my town will probably, that that will get back to this person will hear this, but, um, it was, you know, I was in sixth grade and it was my teacher and I had this, it was like the very first version of this podcast. I called it good morning people of earth. It was me. How how old would you be in sixth grade? Like 12, 11, 12, 12 years yeah. old probably. Yeah. So I was probably 11 or 12. And it was like me sitting at a card table filming myself. And I would just like talk for like 10, 11 minutes. And I thought it was really awesome. And I was like, I have my own talk show. Like that was the first rendition of this. Mm -hmm. And I like took it to class that morning, that news that I did that. And I told the whole class And in like the morning discussion. I was like, yeah, I have this like uh, video thing that I'm doing, this talk show. I think it's really cool. So then we go into the computer lab. And he stops. He stops me in the hallway, and he's like, "Brock, you need to, you need to just give up on this YouTube thing because it will never work for you." Who said that? Was like, my te- my teacher. Oh my god, bro! I don't like, and I don't, I don't. think he's a bad guy. I really like him, but like, that's just something that's always stuck with me. Like, the, I can't wait to use that when I blow up. I'll will say that story. And, exactly, bro. Yeah. It's like what? <laughs>
0: teachers' jobs are like to support their kids. Mm-hmm. and like at the age of like sixth grade like the least he could have thought was like oh he'll age out of it you know <laughs> exactly he didn't, he
1: didn't i was like i'm <laughs> like i'm not making any important life decisions let me like mess it's, around let, with it the let camera you it was it like so funny steam, bro. now it, i get why so jake funny. paul made a diss about teachers it
0: all makes sense
1: now. Yeah. <laughs> Teachers, yeah, for the most part though teachers are way awesome i've had a lot of supportive teachers too like yeah. most of the people my community is so small it's like 1500 people and the majority of them are, like, so supportive. There's, like, random people that, like, I know of in my town, but I don't really know. And they'll come up to me and, like, tell me about my podcast. I'm like, I have no idea who you are. Dude, yeah, man. And they'll be like, I love your podcast. I'm like, that's awesome. Thank you. Like, it's just, like, people are so supportive around here, which is good. Dude, great. I'm telling you right now, like, if you're
0: doing stuff, like having a talk show at the age of 11, that's that's a sign, bro. Like, that's a
1: sign. Like, <laughs> I'm hoping so. Dude, I made my first – so the, the reason I – the thing I credit this like creative like drive to is like I made a movie when I was like 6 years old. Like my aunt brought out this camera when I was 6 and just like filmed us and we were just like messing around and she like edited it, burned it on a CD, like made a whole cover and everything and I was like this is so cool. Like the feeling I got when I got that DVD. Mm. I was like this didn't exist before and now it now it's real. And so mm-hmm. ever since then, I've just been addicted. Like I got my iPod freaking touch fourth gen when I was nine years old and just started making videos ever since then. It was just like, I've been doing this forever.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. I've had, I've had people in my own community kind of come up to me that I've never met before. And they're like, are you the music kid?
1: I'm like, yeah, the music like, kid, yeah. I, dude, at the
0: grocery store, like I'll be uh, yeah. doing grocery shopping for my family. Cause I do that now. Mm. Um, and people will just be like, are you, are you the kid that makes music? And I was like, yeah, man. I'm not kidding, and it's kind of it's it's very uplifting. I remember I was at the grocery store and I just got out of a studio session that lasted like three hours, and I was Mm -hmm. just not feeling it. Like I was feeling down about what I was working on. I was like, "That's not very Mm -hmm. good." And my mental health rides a very close line to the state of my music project. Like if if it didn't go well that day, I will be down because of it. No, that's how I remember the
1: podcast too. Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. And I was I was at the grocery store, just not feeling it. I was just like, "Today has not been my day." And then someone came up to me and was like, "Are you the kid that makes music?" And I was like, yeah. And they were like, you got to keep at it, man. You got to keep doing that. And that—that that was awesome. all the motivation I needed to like, kind of make the day better for sure. Um, yeah. I wanna, I wanna kind of touch on college actually. So, yeah. what has been your philosophy about that? Like, do you think you want to go? It's like I feel like, I feel like for podcasting, there's pros and cons. You know, I, actually, yeah, I think it definitely is. pros and cons to it. Like, I mm. on the last episode, I had Henry on, and he talked about how he's going to music school in LA. It's almost like. Yeah. You don't need school to do music, but like, uh, you know, specifically like a a school that skipped like biology classes, English classes, and just focused Mm. on music, that can be crazy beneficial. Like that's insane. Like Mm. the lessons you learn from that are insane. And then also like out in LA, that's a great place to make connections. So it's almost like I'm happy he's going to music school because it's like, if you got the money and you got the time, go for it. Like that's that's an awesome goal. But then at the same time, it's like, you don't need it. And then I guess my perspective on podcasting is like, you could either stay home and just go hard at the podcast mm-hmm. or you could go to college just for the sake of like making fun stories to talk about on the mm-hmm. podcast. It's, yeah. very, it's very, it's
1: very, it's a, it's a tough battle you have with yourself, you know? Mm, yeah, for sure. So actually my, 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 um, uh, F, what do you call it? What do you call it? My opinions on, on college. I don't know. Take what you on college. Said. My take on college. I don't know why I just, my brain just exploded. <laughs> I, it was the same for so long. I was just like, I'll just go to college and so here's the thing i might like you know make a lot of people weirded out so i'm like a part of the lds church i'm a i'm a mormon um and all my community is too and so my three friends are going on these things called missions they go for two years different places in the world two years and they go and teach people and like serve people and all this stuff and that's kind of like the the thing that most people do in my town most boys in my town when you turn 18, you graduate high school, you go serve a mission for two years, you come back, return with honor. And I've ne- it's never been in my wheelhouse. And um, I feel like a lot of people might like look at me weird when I'm walking down the street for that. But, um, so I, I, all of my three friends are leaving for two years in a couple months. And it's gonna be, I was just like, I'm just gonna go hard. Like, I'm just gonna go to college, go hard on the podcast, work on the side, make some money and just see what happens. Until I talked to you on my podcast and then you talked about how you dropped out of college was the best decision you ever made. And now I'm finally like grappling, like, should I actually go to college? So you are actually the one that changed my kind of perspective on it. But it, it's like you said, yeah, I think that, I think the benefits outweigh the cons because I think if you really push hard, because like right now I'm going to school, I'm working, I still have to balance social life, all that stuff. And I'm doing the podcast. So I have like five different part-time jobs right now. Mm -hmm. And I think if you can keep, if if I can do this right now, I can do it in college. You just have to make sure that, that your content stays, uh, stays good. You know, Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't drop off because of all these other things you have to do. So I think as long as I can make that balance work, which will be difficult. I do think the, the pros outweigh the cons with that. Like you said, like having experiences um, I think connections is a really big thing too. Meeting people mm-hmm. to come on the podcast or just you know make fun stories out of because that's that's really with with podcasting. That's the whole thing is you got to have you got to live life outside of the podcast mm-hmm. to to have stuff to talk about on the podcast. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's my choice. so wait. So are you pro college or or against? I'm in, I'm in between, but I'm probably yeah. gonna go. Like I think I think college is. I don't like when people are like you don't have to go to college. College will just bog you down. Like I think it's ridiculous, but I think in in modern society, for most people, it's a good thing. It's a yeah. unless you have you have to have an insane amount of drive, an insane amount of passion, and an insane amount of stupidity and like big headedness to make it in this industry. And if you don't have those, you may as well not even bother. I'm just gonna say yeah. that right now. i I feel like a lot of people that are listening to this podcast are trying to trying to create something in some way. I feel like that might be the demographic. Yep. And so that's my advice to you. And if you don't have one of those things, get it, work on mm-hmm. getting it. Yeah. For Cause sure, if you man. don't, you're dead in the water. I'm going to say that right now. Not, not, yeah. not to say that I'm, you know, most successful podcaster in the world, but I, I see the people that are, and yeah. those are the qualities.
0: I feel like the hardest thing for me was just like the unsurmountable amount of pressure to just like make a decision in general <laughs> was mm-hmm. just like so hard to fathom because like, everyone wanted me to go to college. They're like, yeah. you're stupid if you don't go to college. It's a dumb thing. But in my mind, mm-hmm. it was like everybody who's made it in the industry has said, like, if you are into music and you know, this is what you want to do. Don't go to college. Like you, you need yeah. to stop yourself right now and yeah. save yourself. They will always want your money. They will always take you. It doesn't matter your age. And you know, it's different for everyone. You know, music is different to me because I feel like, getting a head start when I'm really young is the best thing I can do. I feel like delaying Mm -hmm. it for four years is just going to make me depressed, you know? Yeah. And so my mentality was just like, if I just go super hard at this for four years, I don't care if I fail, just knowing that I gave it Mm -hmm. a shot, a really good shot is all I need. And dude, at first, like when I first dropped out and even like, that was what, like, I want to say four months ago now when my, Mm -hmm. I mean, my music wasn't very good back then and it, it was very hard to just like be able to see a, a a positive outcome and the only thing that was really holding me together was just an insane amount of self belief um Dude. but after a while i kind of just realized like my progression since then has been cr- insanely like the the margin is huge and so i just know that like sp- i'm specifically talking about like the um how good my music is it's gotten so much better since the time I dropped out I just know that by the end of the four years I'm going to be making music that makes money and I'm yeah. at the point now where it's like I know that's true and I know that's what's going to happen and um I think for me it was like a very black and white decision before where it's like there weren't really a lot of factors that went into it for me it was like yeah at the end of the four years if I don't like it or if, if things aren't working out I'll just go to college boom easy yeah. right however I think what people don't realize is what's kind of underneath those decisions that you don't see at the surface and that's like Mm. when i dropped out like dude mental health it gets bad fast bro like i didn't even i didn't see it coming i did not see it at all bro but like i dropped out and everyone who asked me about college just looked down on me bro like yeah, like they make you feel so underneath them and it's so mm-hmm. like i work at a cafe there's a lot of old people very conservative people oh, you know yeah, like yeah, they don't yeah, like yeah, to yeah. hear about not going to college you know no And so telling them like oh my god dude it's so it was so hard and i just felt crushed by it because it's like my parents were kind of they had the mentality of like clock's ticking brian better get to work and that was yeah. like a really ton of pressure on me and then like just people my friends just like yeah, Brian, you we have your full support, but go to college because it's probably not gonna work. You know, it was like that. Yeah, was, yeah, I knew yeah, my friends didn't yeah. believe in me. And it 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 has to come from within. You like
1: yeah. that's the
0: hardest part. It's like you have to have an unbelievable amount of self belief because nobody else is gonna believe in you. No one else sees the vision and nobody nobody else thinks it's gonna work for them, so they don't think it's gonna work for you. And you just have to respect yeah. that and understand that everybody thinks differently and you have to know your place and know how you're going to get there and have a plan. And it's just, it's very hard. I didn't. Uh, yeah. I think that was the biggest thing for me. It was just the surprise mental health attack and especially going into winter, which is kind of a depressive season in general. Yeah. Um, And then with quarantine, I tried to like, look really, really hard at the, the bright side, but that was definitely the hardest part so far was just like, overcoming the mental health aspect of just like the weight of the world but it's just with time I start to solve my problems and figure it out in my head like what I have to do what I have to make work like from the beginning I was like I have to make all these connections really fast and I have to start finding ways to make money but it's like as time goes on I start to realize like what I need to prioritize when because timing is everything with this you know it's like right now I don't actually really have to be making the connections that are important to me because it's more important for me to have a foundation of really, really solid music before I make those Mm. connections. So now it's like, okay, I'll hold off on making connections and just focus on music. And same with like sending beats to rappers and artists and stuff. That's another big approach is hitting up small artists um, by the masses and sending them beats that you, you kind of have a passive income over time from the music Mm. that they put out with your music. Um, And so it's just been about prioritizing all that stuff in a different way. Like before it was all at once, like connections, sending beats to rappers and making my own music, but that's just not the approach. And I think mm-hmm. that initially came from just me feeling like I had no time, like four years wasn't enough, but like, as time goes on, I realized that I have all the time in the world in that it's just up to me. Um, but kind of like, like I said, there's a lot of stuff that people don't see coming when they make the, like the decisions. Like, I'm sure if I went to college, mental health would have been just as bad because I would have regretted it I would yeah. have been like this is not which I, I did I, I went online and mm-hmm. just sitting there knowing I was paying for classes I hated was just difficult bro like ugh, it was mm-hmm. so hard for me to like listen in, I was sitting in my marketing class and he would ask questions and like the whole class would have like no idea of what the answer was but like from the time I was selling beats I had learned so much marketing I remember just sitting in the class thinking like, I know these answers and no one else does. Like, what does this say? This says that everything I want to learn is online and it's just stupid for me to be here. And yeah, man, it's a different situation for everyone and everyone has a different decision to make. And, you know, I'm at a point in my life where my situation is, I can't recreate it. I have little to no responsibility in the world. I have, Mm. I'm young, I'm healthy, I'm energetic. I strongly believe that from age 18 to 22 is when you put your head down and you grind, and yeah, it's hard. It's hard. You like you're you're you wake up in your in the morning and your your stomach churns, and uh, that was a bad word, but it, it aches because you're not doing what you want to do as a career, mm-hmm. and you're like you're not there yet, and it's hard. Like it's so mentally like hard, and you just have to find ways to ease that, like going to the gym, eating good. I have a productivity planner that maps out my entire day to help me with that sort of thing. But this like, oh man, like everything Gary V says is correct. Like you, you don't think about it until it actually starts to apply to your life. But just like, uh, yeah, man, it's all mental. It's all mindset. It's so hard, but like you come to terms with it eventually. And then at that point, it's just like turning yourself into a monster and a machine. That was a huge rant, but that's where I stand yeah. right now with
1: college, bro. Yeah. Regret is the biggest motivator for me right now. Regret because I don't want to look back in 30 years and think, could I have made it? Because I really do right now believe that I can and I will. And so I don't want to down the road have something come up where I just kind of give this up. And then when I'm older, look back and be like, I could have done what i wanted to do i can't so that's my biggest driving factor right now is like i'm not gonna look back at least dude i will go to i will i will be in the streets doing podcasts homeless like i'll i'll be doing something i will it'll it'll drive me to death probably like you know what i'm saying like i'm not gonna give this up Mm -hmm. like the level of drive you have to have and that's what i'm trying to adapt is like i will do this no matter what because I don't, want there, I don't want there to be one ounce of regret. Like if this doesn't happen, if this doesn't work, I don't want there to be one ounce of regret. Because I'll be like, I was literally like in the streets with a microphone trying to podcast mm-hmm. while – like it's a weird yeah, thing man. to say. But you know what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, man. I'm telling you right now, um, No, nobody ever puts all of their time into something. And doesn't get anything out of it you know Mm. that's what's held me together i heard Mm. one of my favorite artists name is getter he's super creative he's awesome and he said that once and was just like if you spend four years just grinding at music you like you can't you can't say you're not going to get something out of that like something valuable you know like Mm. that this how how is how is that possible yeah unless you're doing something catastrophically wrong like if you do everything right, like with your mindset, with your motivation, with your work ethic, with the content, mm-hmm. with the music, like it's impossible to to not get something out of it. And I think that kind of goes for podcasting too. You know, actually, yeah. I, I honestly feel like I, I just hit my elbow, but um, I feel like with my industry, having a head start when you're young is really important. And I I knew mm-hmm. that from the start that like you're not really hearing about 40 year olds blowing up in the EDM scene. No, you know, yeah. it's a lot of young people. And so I knew that th- this, I ha- if I was going to do, it, I had to do it now. I could not wait. Mm-hmm. I had to d- get on it now. And um, I feel like for podcasting, it's different, you know, like you can, you can what, be old. What, are you and thinking? Have... what I'm saying is yeah, like, like it, Rogan. It, I mean, like I said earlier, when I said, put your head down and grind from 18 to 22, I don't necessarily mm-hmm. know if that really applies to podcasting because like Joe Rogan is old, man. Like,
1: yeah. The thing about like- it is these other podcasters, especially Rogan, like you can say Rogan blew up at 50, but he also he's been doing comedy since the 90s and he did Fear Factor and all that stuff. He's been working so long. The podcast mm-hmm. was kind of a product of all the other stuff he was doing behind the scenes, like stand up, uh, Fear Factor, all that kind of stuff. And then mm-hmm. the that kind of he had a base is what I'm saying. Does that make yeah. any sense?
0: Yeah, yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. I think um with college for me it was like when I was about to go, I actually got, I got kind of excited for it because I was like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna crack down and learn how to DJ. Like I got a DJ deck, I was like, I'm gonna go to yeah. I'm gonna get paid to do parties and stuff, and that can mm-hmm. be a way to kinda get those skills sharpened. So I started to get excited about it, but then I guess my philosophy was just I'll try it and if I don't like it, I don't like it. If I like it, I like it. And so I did yeah. and it went the way it went so i mean i guess kind of my suggestion to you would be i mean why not try it like you might go you might make the best friends of your entire life your podcast Mm -hmm. like i feel like i feel like being on a college campus is a great way to promote it if i'm being honest yeah i I think that sense of community is
1: networking
0: yeah and then think about like how many stories people come out of college with do tons and i feel like that's just another great thing for the podcast and like i said like like people are old when they do podcasts. Like you can literally do it until you die. You know, like I yeah. can't play shows until I'm dead. Well, maybe I can, I guess I don't know, you, but you're like, not
1: going to be, you're not going to be going DJing at 70, you know, exactly. You know, but I for mean, the you most, can talk until you're dead. So it's like, I can talk until I'm dead and I will talk until I'm dead because yeah, for i am, sure, man. I just never shut up. That's why I'm. Doing yeah.
0: It. <laughs> I, um, I heard this saying once that was like, you are six connections away from your idols. And that stuck mm-hmm. with me. I feel like that's one of the yeah. greatest things about doing podcasts is like, it's literally just connection making. Like that's literally all that, it is. That you, is. You're creating a resume, thing. you're creating yeah, a menu you- and resume of people that you can present to your next guest. And they are more likely to approve if they see some good names on there and it just keeps stacking. Like if you think about it real fast, like if you wanted to get David Dobrik on the podcast, okay, you mm-hmm. know, Justin, okay. Yep. You're pretty good friends with Justin. Okay. And Justin yeah. is the assistant of Trevor Wallace right now. Who's yeah. Trevor Wallace, right? Trevor Wallace is huge. Well, mm-hmm. Trevor yeah. Wallace is best friends with everyone because he's extremely yeah, charismatic. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's best friends with Young Gravy, Cody Ko. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. think about how close you are now to David Dobrik. And that's yeah. only a few connections away. You get it? And it's so it's Which like Which is really that-
1: interesting. The problem is though, the problem is I feel like such a chump trying to like I've asked people before that have connections like that. I'm like, hey, can you um can you, like, see if this person will come on my podcast? It's such a long shot, but I feel, like, so dumb doing that. Does that make sense? So, Does that ever happen with you?
0: Um, No, because I'm too scared to try those things. But, oh, like, really? I think my philosophy is how can I become friends with the person before I try to
1: get that, like, yes out of them, you know? like for Yeah, so just the thing is, like, I don't want – my biggest thing is I don't want these people that I'm asking to think that that's the only reason I'm talking to them. Cause like Justin, mm-hmm. if Justin could get Wallace on my podcast, I would, that that would be crazy and do great things for my podcast. But that's not why I, that's not why I had him on. And that's not why I'm like, you exactly. Know, I've been communicating with him and I don't want people to think that and get that vibe from me.
0: Yeah. And it's really hard. Cause like, if you did just ask them, like, can you get on my pod? Like they know, like they know yeah. what you're trying to do. It's you know? very see-through. Exactly. So like with Justin, it was like, I honestly, I just want to like, I want to have a good connection. Like he seems like a great person to know, like, and I see a lot of value in doing some music stuff with him. And so I guess mm. my philosophy was just like, like, I want, I want to do some comedy rap with him and just see where that takes us. And yeah, now we're where we're at. And that's kind of my philosophy. It's like, ne- then when I asked him to get on my podcast, it was m- more of a yes because we had already built a connection there, you know?
1: And so I feel the like funniest thing was when I, asked Justin to be on my podcast. I had no idea who he was. Like, I didn't know. I didn't know he was working with Trevor Wallace until he's on my podcast, until we were doing the podcast. Yeah. I didn't know that he had all these connections with the TikTok kids. I knew that he had a good following on TikTok and I knew that his videos were funny. Mm -hmm. And so I, that's all I like, that's all I needed. Like there was no ulterior motive getting him on my show.
0: Yeah, for sure, man. Um, Actually going back to what we were talking about earlier, kind of the mental health thing. How has how would you describe your mental health nowadays? Have you been holding together
1: or like mine? It, it varies, dude, cuz sometimes it really like you said with your music, it's like that's how it is with the podcast. Like I'm super hyped right now because I'm, because I like getting invited on shows like this. I think that's awesome. This is the first podcast I've done that's not my own and I think yeah. That's super cool. So thanks for having me on first of all. Yeah,
0: sure. Yeah, sure, man.
1: And then Like the people I've been having on recently are just like really cool. And I really like what I'm doing. So recently it's been good. A couple months ago, I wouldn't really say the same thing. A month ago, I wouldn't um, because the podcast just weren't doing that well and I was really getting down. But, you know, recently and in the future, I just have lots of cool stuff that I want to do. So. I mean, it's good. I'm doing well. You
0: know? It's funny that I asked you about mental health and you quickly drew it straight to the podcast. And it's kind of just funny yeah. how like that's how it works, you know? It's like the mm-hmm. health of the podcast is like a direct reflection of your mental health, or vice versa. Really you know? Is. It's kind yeah. of funny how that works. And it's like I think that's one of the big struggles that I came across as well, was just like when my music project wasn't where I wanted it to be, like that that hurt, bro. Even though mm-hmm. I had plenty of highs along the way, like plenty of moments yeah. where I was super confident and it's just about taking the peaks and the valleys and just squishing it so that neither of them phase you, and you're just an absolute yeah. monster. Um, do you go to the gym at all? Like, I feel like that really helps with uh, like, my mental health. Do you do that at all or no?
1: Yeah, I definitely, I definitely work. Yeah, I work out. How often? I don't have a gym though. Uh, I run like a couple times a week, and I lift. I used to lift a lot more. I used to lift four days a week, but now I haven't. I haven't been you lifting know. that much.
0: I, I do a lot of lifting. I don't, I really don't do any cardio though. I should, but it's, yeah. it's so scary to me. It's so it's scary. Terrible. Um, it's terrible. What, what kind of music do you listen to nowadays? You said a lot of people in your community listen to country. Is that something you do or country is not
1: my forte. It never really has been. <laughs> I've been <laughs> yeah, I've always been a hip hop guy. Recently, I used to be like a hip hop head. You know, I used to listen to Doom and like these really uh, esteemed quote unquote esteemed artists and like. I was one of those like classic, you know, people that get made fun of for their music taste, and then <laughs> so recently, like for whatever reason, I've just been going off. I listen to like Ski Mask and like all these like pretty mainstream rappers. I don't know why. That's just what I've been listening to recently. Yeah, man. It's just like not really deep rap.
0: Yeah, yeah, man, for sure. Um, yeah. We are at the hour and ten minute mark. That's a little over yeah, what I man. usually do, but it was well worth it. Um, yeah. last thing I usually do on my podcast is. Invite you to plug all your stuff, roll off the red carpet. What do you got going on, like coming up as far as the podcast goes? Your life, go for it, man. Plug your social media, too.
1: So, I don't know if you guys got this, but I have a podcast. Um, it's called Broad Gardener versus the World, and basically, the gist of it is I kind of do what Brian does. So, the first half of the show, I'll talk to people, um, about whatever they're doing, most of the time, it's like creative people, and then for the second half of the show. I try not to get canceled, but also be funny for like 30 minutes. I just kind of talk to myself and ramble, talk about news. I try to be funny and light, but um, that's what I'm doing next week. I, when does this come out? Um, this I think next next Friday is the next date for the podcast. Next Friday. So then, so tomorrow night, actually, Saturday, uh, Anthony Kozlowski was on TikTok. <laughs> Dude, that's, like that's tonight, bro. <laughs> tonight, Friday. Wait, what? Today's Saturday. Next, next Saturday, what, after this comes out. Next Friday, this comes out. So the next that Saturday. The there we day. go. <laughs> Wait, I don't know what I said. Anthony Kozlowski, I don't care. Then that's the funny. next week, Speedy and the G. Hopefully, um, you can go check out my socials at Kendall Brock on Instagram. My TikTok. I don't really. I just post clips there. But uh, yeah, that's basically it. Sweet man, that was a deep episode, bro. That was fun for sure, yeah, man. That was really awesome. Thank you for having me on, dude. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. And we'll definitely have to do a part two at some point. Yeah, dude, that'd be great. I'd love to.
0: Alrighty, guys, it's your boy again, ASMR Brian with the... With the lips smacking, Jesus Christ, it was so bad this episode. I don't know how to fix that. Everybody says turn down my gain knob, but I turn down the gain knob, and then it's like... You can't hear me. I hate it. Even in post, it's like I bring the volume up to match the other person, and then you just get a bunch of white noise underneath my recording. It's just... It's such a pain. Anyways, um, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. We went in. We went in hard. That sounded kind of wrong, but you get what I'm saying, it was a good episode, got a lot covered, um, anyways, in the beginning of the episode, I was going to talk about some things, uh, first one is, I have a new song that just came out, like, last week, it's called Yesterday, it's by your boy, me, um, it's doing pretty well, um, it's definitely a lot harder than anything else I've ever released, I just wanted to try something like that, but, um... I got a lot of a lot of good stuff on the hard drive right now. It's gonna be coming out before summer. Um, a lot of it I've run by some big artists, which is exciting. Papa Khan has given me some feedback. Bishu has given me some feedback. All some you know valuable valuable lessons learned from them. Um, and I think it's gonna be smacking. I think we're gonna have some bangers this summer. Um, I was going to send a lot of beats out to artists before summer, but then I decided, like, I'm chasing too much at that point, you know? I just got to focus on myself, focus on my own music. So that's what's coming from me. Um, I hope you guys are excited as I am. Uh, What else? What else is there to cover? Um, I think that's going to be it for me, actually. Um, Episode 4. Oh, actually, I'm recording this. Uh, The day is coming out. So today the 5th of March 2021. This is dropping and then in two weeks. We'll have out another episode Uh, I have no idea who I'm gonna have on Um, I've been looking at some people of course as a music producer. I have more access to Music producers than I do anyone else, but I don't want it to just be music producers So I'm trying to find this balance Um, But I have kind of a, a good idea of some some guests But again, if you guys have any suggestions Let me know, and I will try to get them on the podcast. Um, All right. Bye.